You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. All right, here we go again. Happy, happy, happy hump day to all you hunting nut jobs out there. Thank you, as always, for tuning into the show, and uh, we got another great episode today. Today, we're going to be doing another bow review. I think this is the 11th one that we've done, and we're going to be talking with a gentleman from North Texas. His name is John Henry, and John recently purchased a bow. In the process of purchasing a bow, he tested like seven different bows, and uh, he picked one. And he's going to share what he liked and what he didn't like about all the bows that he tested and why he decided to go with the bow that he purchased and why he decided to give up what he was currently shooting. But uh, hopefully these bow reviews give you guys a little bit more insight on what to look for when purchasing a new bow and comparing what you found maybe when testing out bows to what the the guest on these shows so if you haven't already i highly recommend going back and maybe re-listening or listening to some of the other bow reviews to see if maybe the bow you purchased or the bow you want to purchase has been um has been covered so today we're going to be covering a bow from bowtech a bow from elite a bow from prime and a couple bows from hoyt so we got a, a pretty wide range there, and John's going to talk about the positives and negatives about what he liked and disliked about those bows. But before we get into this podcast, Matt Klein from Exodus Trail Cameras is going to talk a little bit about how the guys at Exodus Outdoor Gear use their own trail cameras. Well, you know, Chad and I are a little different. You know, I don't know about a lot of the listeners, but we hunt really big woods type areas and the deer that we're hunting probably don't let us get away with as much as, you know, a lot of farmland type deer do or or Midwest type deer do. Um, But what happens is we have a we have a theory or a method that we call the wheel of fortune method. And without getting too long winded about that, I'll sum it up in a couple of bullet points, which are one we are running our cameras for one specific deer at a time. I think a lot of people run their cameras in areas where they're trying to get pictures of deer or pictures of mature bucks or whatever. We are running our cameras for one individual and trying to learn what he is doing. And I think that that goes a long way for, for really trying to pattern and kill a big mature deer. Two would be, um, we're using a lot of natural left sign or terrain features. So we're, we're using scrapes, rub lines, um, terrain features, like I said, saddles, benches, that kind of thing. And then also bedding areas, bedding points in, in the hill country that, that we really think one of these mature deer we're after is using. Um, we're hunting a lot of public land, so we can't do bait piles and that kind of thing. So that's a big part of it. And then the last thing would be, we are not taking the data that we're getting from our cameras and using that in the year that we're hunting. I mean, there are times when that helps. Absolutely. But Typically, what we're finding is that the data that we're getting from our cameras when we're hunting these specific mature deer does not serve us well until the years to come. And when we're really putting that puzzle together, so to speak, and we're trying to go in and figure these deer out, um, 
we find that three to five years of, of data collection is really what it takes to put a big mature buck in the big woods down. If you guys want to find out more information about Exodus trail cameras, and I strongly suggest you do, go ahead and visit exodusoutdoorgear.com. And now let's get into this week's podcast. All right. Welcome to the show, John Henry. How you doing? Uh, not too bad. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. You uh, tested out a couple bows recently, huh? Yes, sir. All right. Well, before we get into this, basically we're doing another bow review, um, and you've uh, reviewed some bows that uh, some guys um, have not yet reviewed, so that's why I wanted to get you on the show to uh, um, talk a little bit about the bows that you, you reviewed and uh, what your choice was, ultimately. But before we get into the, the actual meat and potatoes of the episode, why don't you tell us about um, what you do for a living and where you're from and where you live? Um, John Henry, I live in Plains of North Texas. Um, I'm a patrol sergeant with the local sheriff's office. Okay. Now, uh, down there in uh, South Texas, you're a sheriff. North Texas. No- North Texas? Yes, sir, the, the Plains. Oh, the Plains. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. What's the deer hunting like where, you're, where you live? A uh, few and far between, not very many up here. Okay. So what is your, uh, what's your typical season consist of, uh, you know, you obviously bought some bows, so you're a bow hunter. Um, is that your main focus or do you do a lot of gun hunting as well? Um, I tend to usually take my bow for a hike every year. Um, usually end up harvesting something with a rifle. It's a little difficult getting into bow range around here. Right. Okay. Is there hogs up there too? Uh, no, sir. No hogs. Okay. Well, I guess that's kind of a good thing. Um, yeah. So what's the, uh, what's the limit on, uh, on deer in the area that you hunt? Is it, uh, one bow, one gun, or what's the, what's the breakdown? Uh, the way it kind of works out is, um, whenever you buy your, your license, you get, um, well, you get five white cell tags. Okay. It can be, um, you can have up to two bucks and three doe or a combination of which. Okay. Now you mentioned the deer in your area are kind of few and far between. Um, what are the what are the actual numbers like, and then what are we looking at for like a, a, a buck quality? Um, we actually do have some pretty decent bucks around here. Um, most of the time, we just don't have a heck of a lot of population. I had a buddy; he killed a uh, about a one fifty eight this year, but generally speaking. Um, most of the farmland is going to be completely unpopulated. Okay. So are, is there a lot of trees in the area or is there, is it, you mentioned plains. When I think of plains, I think of uh, not very many trees except for maybe in uh, river bottoms and creeks. Yeah, that, that's about how it is. Uh, everything's mostly farmland. There's a, a handful of canyons and that's about the only place you're going to find deer okay. is whenever the canyons break off. All right. Now, you recently decided, I, I guess I should ask before we get into that, how was your 2015 season? Were you successful? Um, yeah, I killed a um, a real good antelope. He scored a 71 and three-quarter. Oh. And uh, took a mule deer. It was a little bit smaller, but decent mule deer. So you, got, so you have, in your area where you hunt, you have mule deer, whitetails, and antelope yes sir oh awesome man that's that's uh something that i that's like the perfect place for me if i could move anywhere i would want to move to uh, a location where i could want hunt everything you just mentioned but elk too so yeah uh now the hard part would be convincing my wife to move so well i gotta jump like, like i was saying as far as the uh, the limited population and everything, I believe I had about 65 days in the stand this year. So <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, so bow review time. You, All right. You recently went out and shot a whole bunch of bows with, you know, you and your wife did. Today we're going to talk about the, uh, the bows that you ended up reviewing. But uh, what is your – what was the current bow that you were using before you decided to uh, purchase a new bow? And why, why were you looking to purchase a new bow? Um, I was shooting a PSC Bow Madness 32. 
Um, the main reason I was wanting to get rid of that is uh, it's a little shorter axle to axle than what I was wanting to shoot, and um, it's very unforgiving and tends to have a pretty jumpy cam. Okay. Now, when you say jumpy, you mean uh, at full draw it was wanting to creep on you? Yes, sir. Okay. And the back wall on it's just it's pretty slouchy. All right. There's a lot of sponge to it. And what year was that bow made? I believe that was a 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. Okay, so you had your bow for roughly, what, three or four years? Yeah. Okay, all right. So you wanted a a bigger, badder, better bow, so to speak? Yes, sir. Okay. So let's see here. You reviewed uh, a Bowtech, an Elite, a Prime, and three Hoyts, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so why don't we uh, let's start off with the Bowtech uh, first, and uh, what Bowtech did you review? And throw give us uh, some stats on that. Um, I shot the BTX thirty one. Um, the Bowtech just kind of grabbed that one and threw it up there to give me a try on a Bowtech. It's um, see, axle axle is thirty one. Brace height is six and a quarter. Uh, IBO speed on it is 350, mm-hmm. and that's the one that has that um, the power shift technology. And explain to us what that is. Uh, basically, without changing anything else on the on the bow, you can uh, turn a dial on the cam itself. I guess it just repositions how the cam rolls across, and you've got like a comfort setting, a standard setting, and a performance setting. Okay, and that's for. Does that change the speed? As well, the IB. I believe so. Okay, I got you. And it, it also affects the uh, effective let off. Okay, so the let off. Oh, the let off can be adjusted. So, it, what's the the range? Like seventy to eighty? Um, honestly, it doesn't say. There's just a blank on the uh, on the website, so I'm not really sure what the let off ended up being on it. Okay, so when you were when you were testing this bow, what was the uh, what was the draw length that you were shooting, and what was the poundage? Uh, 70 pounds at 28 inches. 70 pounds at 28 inches. And is that what you typically shoot? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So right off the bat, your first couple shots, what, uh, what was your, what was your first impression of this Bowtech? Um, I tried it on the, um, I guess the comfort setting first and I really did not care for the draw cycle. It, it just started out really, really light and then gradually went a little bit heavy at the very end and then dump off at the let off. Okay. Um, yeah, I just did not really care for the, the draw on it. I like something a little stiffer. All right. So the, as far as the draw was concerned, was it rough up front? And then like you mentioned, a giant dump into the, the Valley for the full draw. Yeah. It just, it just gradually went up until it was right at that 70 pounds and it just completely let off. Okay. Now, when your very first time drawing that bow back, obviously you noticed that. Is there any, um, was there anything about that, that, I mean, did it take you by surprise? And do you feel that your first impression of this, maybe of that bow, maybe was a strikeout for that bow automatically? Uh, yeah, overall, I just didn't really care for the way it was set up as far as the draw. I tried all three, uh, settings. The, the performance one was a little bit better, but, um, the back wall still wasn't just great. Okay. So almost right away, you knew that bow was out. Yes, sir. Okay. So anything else about that bow? Like, uh, when you shot it, was there any hand shock or, uh, was it loud? Uh, anything like that? Uh, no, actually, once you pulled the trigger, the thing felt great. Um, there, there was very limited hand shock. There was no jump in it. It uh, it was just a very smooth whenever it, it fired. Okay, good. Um, now, did the bow that you were shooting have, uh, was it set up with a sight and with a, um, and obviously it had a rest on it of some sort. What was the rest on it? Um, I believe that one had a, a QAD. Okay. All right. And then uh, did it have a, a stabilizer on it as well? 
No, other than the side, it was completely bare. Okay. So, uh, you know, you shot a couple arrows. Uh, it, I mean, it, you you mentioned it felt good after the trigger release. It was just kind of rough on the front end uh, with the draw cycle. Yes, sir. Okay. So overall, what would what was your uh, what's your opinion about that bow? Um, honestly, balance and everything, it felt nice in my hands. Um, other than the draw cycle, it was a pretty decent bow. Right. And that's a, and you know, draw cycle is definitely a big thing because it, I feel that it makes, as far as a first impression is concerned, you know, other than just looking at the bow, the first impression is the draw cycle. And, uh, I have, you know, for me personally, if I'm not comfortable with the draw cycle, it's almost like it's in my head that I'm not, I'm going to, I'm not all, I'm not going to be happy with the bow, no matter how it performs after that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So no go for the bow tech. Um, let's see the next, the next bow you, you reviewed was a prime. And what was the, what was the name of that bow? And what was the, uh, some of the specs on it? Uh, that was the Prime Rise. Uh, it's let's see, axle to axle, it's thirty three. Brace height, brace height is a uh, six and three quarter. Um, IBO speed is three thirty five on it. Three thirty five. Now, yeah. was this one of those quad cam bows where it had two cams up top and two cams on the bottom? Yes. Okay. So, uh, first impression of the bow. I mean, look, feel for the first time you drew it back. What were your, what were your thoughts? Uh, first impression, like just holding it, it felt very off balance. Um, just felt real top heavy. So it wanted to the top end wanted to lean forward as you were as you were picking it up. Yeah, it just felt like you had to, like just even before you drew it, you had to work at keeping the thing stabilized because it just felt like you had a stick with a ball on the end of it just felt lopsided okay now as you drew it back what was that uh, draw cycle like oh the draw cycle was great um it was moderately heavy right off the start and continued that same weight all the way through Uh, the back ball was actually really good okay uh as far as that draw cycle was concerned um would you compare it to that bowtech or much better than the Bowtech? Uh, much better than the Bowtech. Okay. And what was what was it like at full draw? Did did that did that unbalance feel that you felt at the beginning go away when you were when you were at full draw? Yes. Uh, once you're at full draw, that it's just completely balanced. Okay. So maybe that has something to do with the the uh, the design of it. I'm not really sure, but. Um, so you drew it back. I mean, did it did it creep on you at all like your previous your previous PSE did? Uh, no, the back wall was great. The let off was was just spot on, and then as far as the back wall pulling back into it, it was it was real solid at the stop. There's no sponge to it at all. Okay. All right. Now, uh, noise, hand shock, uh, the arrows that you shot out of it. What uh, what did that feel like? Um, shooting it actually felt really good. Um, the takeoff was great. It didn't really have any hand shock to it at all. Um, but once the arrow was out of it, you got that, that weird lopsided feeling to it. Okay. Did that, I don't know if it just felt just bulky on top and bottom because of the, uh, those two track cams are so much bigger. Right. Okay. So did, when you were drawing back or you draw back, it it became balanced. You let it go. Did it feel ever like the bow wanted to jump out of your hand after you let the no. arrow go, or was it just a a tip like you're swinging a hammer? Yeah, it just felt like you're swinging a hammer. It just it, it was pretty off. Okay. I just really did not care for the way it felt in my hand. So just uh, basically uncomfortable. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, and I guess I didn't ask. I uh, forgot to ask you. What was the uh, for the Bowtech? What was the price point? Um, let's see. I don't remember what he had it at. So I'm, I'm using the the website. Okay. Was this They're at a? This. Was this at a like a local bow shop or at like a Cabela's or big box store or something like that? Um. 
we don't have hardly any bow shops around here, so we actually went down to Fort Worth to go shoot. And oh, okay. this this shop had everything you could want. I think they had over like four thousand bows in stock. So they had them all. Yeah. Gotcha. All righty. Um, and then, uh, do you happen to know what the price point was on the Prime? Uh, the Prime, I believe, was um, like right at eleven fifty. Okay. And, and uh, the Botech, I believe, was right around the same point. Okay, so that was eleven fifty. Now, did that come with any accessories like a sight or a rest? Uh, no, that was bare bow. Bare bow. Right. No, I, I'm sorry, I, I quoted you wrong. It was a thousand fifty, I believe. A thousand fifty. Okay, and that was bare bow. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Um, when you were shooting this bow, did it? What did it have? Did, do you remember what it had for like a sight or? Uh, a rest, anything already on it, stabilizer? Uh, no stabilizer. Uh, most of them, all, all of them, but one that I shot, all it had was a, a rest on it, and I believe it was um, just a whisker biscuit on that one. Okay. Um, anything else about that Prime that you may have liked or didn't like that kind of stood out to you? Um, other than it feeling off balance, I really liked the way it shot and really liked the draw cycle on it. Okay, but um, but much better than the Bowtech, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's see here, and uh, the price point on that was uh, ten fifty, roughly. And uh, let's see, let's see. Did you did you feel as far as the prime was concerned as you released the arrow? And were you shooting were you shooting another seventy pound at at twenty eight inches as well on that one when you tested it? Yeah, there was. Everything I shot was 70, uh, 28. Okay. Did you feel that the arrow was coming faster or slower than the Bowtech at all when you were shooting? Um, really couldn't tell a difference on them. Um, just shooting their arrows and into a pretty worn out bag. Right. Okay. I know that there's sometimes I go to shoot a, a bow and I know I'm shooting the exact same poundage and the IBOs, you know, and my draw link draw length is like either 29 or 30. I can't remember right off the bat, but, uh, I know that the, there's some bows out there and they're sh shooting roughly the same IBO speed that the arrow just seems to come out faster and hit harder than the, uh, compared to other bows. I don't know why that is. And I'm sure if you put a, what's that uh, machine that, uh, judges speed, the Oh crap! Chronograph. Yeah, chronograph. It's going to say the exact same thing. So it's it's it might just be, I don't know, mental. All right. I know. So elite. That was the next next one that you tested. What was the uh, uh, what bow and specs on that one? Um, this was uh, Impulse thirty four. Impulse thirty four. Was uh, thirty four axle to axle, the six inch spray sight. Okay. Um, IVOC on it, I believe. Well, I believe it's uh, three fifty. Three fifty. Okay. All right. So right off, right off the bat, first impression. Um, felt nice in the hand, just handling it. Um, the finish on it's really, really nice. Um, the draw on it, I really, really enjoyed. Um. The back wall was great. It's super solid on the back wall. Uh, firing it felt nice, other than for whatever reason, I could not get my arm out of the way of this bow. I don't know if it's just the way it's set up, but I arm slap myself about every time I pulled the, the trigger on it. Really? Yeah. Did you do that with any of the other bows that you tested? No. Um, I don't know if it's just the way this grip is set up that my hand just does not like, but... Honestly, that's the only reason I didn't get this bow is because it's like yeah, I'm going to keep getting arms. Huh. Yeah, I, that's nuts. That's nuts. That's yeah, one, was, that's one thing that no one has brought up on during these bow reviews is the fact that uh, of arm slappage. So that's uh, that's pretty interesting. I, I'd almost be interested to see if uh, you, was there a, a custom grip or a different grip on that bow, or was it a factory grip? It was just a factory grip on it. Okay. Um, 
uh, the Votech even was coming over and looking at it. I guess it's just the way my body mechanics work with that grip. It just does not line up, and I guess my forearm sticks out too far. Oh, that's nuts. What are you? What are you? Pure muscle, like three hundred pounds, pure muscle. You got like some Popeye forearms. Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's a that's not a good thing. Um, no. If it, if it slapped, yeah. How many times did you get slapped before you're like, I'm done? Um, honestly, by the time I left, I had a pretty good bruise. I think I shot it about 15 times. Oh man. Well, <laughs> the uh, so. The draw, you like the draw, you like the back wall. Um, when you release the arrows, I guess the times that it didn't slap your arm, what was uh, your thought there? Uh, felt really nice and powerful. Um, the draw was great as far as um, the force curve on it. It was uh, from the moment you put pressure on the string until it let off, it was just solid. Okay. All right. And uh, any any hand shock at all any noise um no not really i it it tended to lean forward a little bit more than the other bows i, I think that might be some of the the difference lean the lean gap between forward. the burger bullet and the axle okay okay um so comparing that to the prime then the elite to the prime um you mentioned that the prime was uh uneven did you feel that unevenness, the the similar unevenness uh, with the elite as well? Then, oh, not at all. Okay, all right. So good draw. Uh, other than it slapping you uh, in the forearm, what was your impressions of this bow? Um, I really liked it, and honestly, this is the one I figured I was going to end up going home with. But after shooting it so many times, and it just kept slapping me, I couldn't do it so man that's nuts okay yeah all right so um com i guess w the times that it did it did not slap your uh your hand or your arm you you'd rate that would you rate that elite over the prime in the bowtech yeah if there was some way i could get it to where it wouldn't okay. slap my arm then yeah i got you all right now, what I'm going to do here is we do have enough time to go through all three Hoyts that you uh, that you reviewed. First, just list them. What uh, what three Hoyts did you end up uh, trying out? Um, I shot the uh, Carbon Defiant. Uh, I shot that in both the um, the 30 axle axle and the 34 axle axle. Okay. And um, I guess I actually shot four of them. Okay. Um, I shot. The um, the aluminum defiant and thirty, and then I shot the um, the thirty three turbo aluminum. Thirty three turbo. So the carbon defiant at both thirty and thirty four, and then the aluminum defiant um, at what was the axle axle on that one? Um, it was the uh, thirty axle axle on the aluminum. Okay, and then the 33 turbo, obviously 33 inches. All right, so let's talk about that first carbon defiant at uh, with the axle to axle of 30. Um, what was still uh, obviously still a draw weight of 70 pounds and 28 inches. Um, what was the IBO for that one? Uh, IBO on that one is 331. 331. All right, and uh, first impression of that bow. Um, I really liked the draw cycle on it. Um, I was really excited because I thought it was going to have a, a better string angle. Um, I don't know if you've seen the camper on the string angle. It's supposed to be the same as a 34 on it. And so you get um, more balanced at full draw and better side picture. Okay. Um, it The string angle was, was like a 34, but it just... I honestly I didn't really care for the uh, the carbon. It didn't feel right. I'm just so, so used to shooting aluminum. Was there uh, what did was there a noticeable feel of lightness compared to that uh, aluminum one that you shot? Yes, and um, once you release the arrow, it, you did feel it wasn't really hand shock, but since it was so light, you could just feel everything in it. Okay, um, so there was a was it loud. Uh, no, not noticeably. 
uh, it was a little bit louder than most of the aluminum bows. Okay. Now, uh, you also shot that in a 34. Any difference? And if there was a difference, what was the difference uh, between the 30 and 34? Um, I did like the way the 34 felt in my hands better as far as uh, balance-wise. Um, having no longer axle-to-axle, but as far as um, the vibration and everything, it was about the same as the, the 30. Okay. All right. And then uh, what was the IBO speed for that uh, Carbon Defiant 34? Um, that was 325. And both of those had a 7-inch brake side. 325. Hmm. Yeah, I figured that the, the longer axle to axle would be a little faster than the uh, shorter axle to axle. Yeah, that that seems uh, seems odd to me. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, now the aluminum uh, defiant. At, well, actually, um, takeaways from that uh, carbon de- those carbon defiants that you shot. Uh, pluses, minuses. Any anything that kind of stood out to you that you liked or disliked? Um, I really like the the cam design on it. Um, going back all the way to full draw. And also, on both of those, I had them put on the limb stops rather than the string stops. Okay. And um, as a, the back wall with the string stop is just real, real kind of spongy. I know there was some other guys that reviewed on that, just kind of a, a bounce at the end whenever you, you get to the yep. uh, the valley. Yep. And with, with the, uh, the limb stop on there, I, I didn't notice that at all. So you felt that that took that away? Yes. Okay. All right. And, uh, yeah, other than just, I didn't, I don't, I guess I don't care for carbon. Right. Yeah, they, they shot pretty nice. So compared to the uh, the other bows, the Bowtech, the Prime, and the Elite, where does this one kind of rank? Um, that one, as far as draw, um, the Elite beat them. But uh, as far as everything else, uh, they were on the top of the list. Okay. Gotcha. And what were, what was the price of the Carbon Defiant? I believe both of those were twelve. Can't quite remember. Twelve. Okay. All right. Now the Aluminum Defiant. You shot that as an axle axle of thirty inches. Um, what was the IBO and the uh, yeah? What was the IBO on that one? Uh, it was. 331 as well, and 7-inch brace height. 7-inch. All right. Okay. How'd that one feel right off the bat? Uh, feel was really nice. Um, pretty much the same draw as the uh, the, or as the carbons. Um, again, with the lens stops. Uh, they were pretty stiff right off the bat and continued the, uh, the weight all the way through. Uh, back wall was nice and solid. They felt really balanced in my hand. But uh, I was wanting to shoot one of the longer axle-to-axle. That's why I ended up shooting the turbo. Okay. So going from that carbon directly into the aluminum Defiant, basically, uh, did did you notice a jump in weight? And was that did that uh, have an effect on you, you, you think? Uh, it definitely had a... Uh, much more weight and um, definitely felt more balanced on my hand just I guess because it's something you're used to is having that much weight I, I don't directly recall what the weight differences were on them okay but uh, it definitely felt lighter at least right or excuse me more heavy yes okay and then uh, you know what about the uh, the actual sh- uh, the draw on that uh, how how that feel compared to the the carbons Honestly, the draws felt exactly the same. Okay. Okay. And then uh, what about the uh, same as in the, the valley as well? I mean, you had the, the limb stops in, so it was it was more solid? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, uh, you shot some arrows out of it. Um, because you were now, you mentioned that you felt a lot of, uh, not you said not necessarily hand shock, but the aluminum, uh, Bo, did you feel that same, uh, you know, I'll just call it hand shock or vibration or the the feeling, whatever that was. Um, did that go away with the aluminum? Uh, no, it was completely gone in the aluminum. Okay. All right. And then the, was it loud? Uh, was it, uh, I mean, how did the arrow shoot after you pulled the trigger? Uh, the arrow shot really nice. Um, 
they they did seem to be flying off that string pretty quick. Okay. Any anything else you want to mention about this bow, uh, the uh, the aluminum uh, Defiant? Um, no, not really. Um, that was that was pretty much going to be my my go to, but I really wanted to shoot the thirty four before I made a decision on it. The the aluminum Defiant thirty four. Yeah, the only problem is they didn't have any in stock. Okay. So and that's why I ended up shooting that 33 turbo. Okay. So the 33 tur- turbo, um, I guess any anything else on the uh, Defiant, the aluminum Defiant that uh, you liked or disliked or want to let us know about? No, I was I was pretty pleased with it honestly. Okay. So at this point in time, before you shot that 33 turbo, um, what what were you leaning towards? Uh, I'm sorry, your your phone's kind of breaking up. What, uh, as far as the aluminum, and you know, after you shot this aluminum, what were you, uh, where were you leaning towards? Were you were you leaning towards any particular bow at this at this point? At, at that time, I was leaning towards the uh, the Defiant Thirty and okay. the aluminum. Okay, all right. So, last bow here, the uh, Thirty Three Turbo. And uh, is that a complete? That, that's a completely different design than the Defiance, correct? Uh, no, that's still in the Defiant line. Oh, in the Defiant line. Okay, so it's the Turbo Defiant. Yes, sir. Okay, all right. So thirty-three axle to axle. Uh, what was the brace height and the uh, the IBO? Um, let me find it right fast. Okay, it's um. 350 IVO and a 6-inch brace height. 6-inch brace height. So you had a little bit shorter uh, brace height. The IBO obviously jumps up at that point. What is the uh, – what that draw feel like going from those 7-inch brace height hoits to the 6-inch? Okay. Um, the Bowtech that was setting it up um, – he actually came over and asked if I wanted to shoot his because we had the same draw length. Yeah. And uh, so I liked him to shoot his, which he had a stabilizer on it, sight and everything else all rigged out. But um, so I, I shot his, and the draw cycle on it, it was, I don't know if I just want to feel tough or whatever, but it was incredibly stiff at the beginning, and it held its weight all the way through to the end. And then with those the limb stops on it. It was really, really solid at the back wall. Okay. So there was no, I mean, you mentioned that the elite had a, like one of the best out of all these, um, one of the best draws that you had, um, compared that to the, the 33 turbo defiant was that defiant, um, you mentioned it was, was it hard to pull back the entire time and then dump off, or was was there a big dump into the valley, or was it gradual? It was a, a big dump into the valley. Okay, uh, and it, it was it, it was pretty much the peak draw weight throughout the entire cycle. Okay, and uh, did you do you like it? I mean, because you mentioned in the Bowtech it was rough, and then it was a huge a huge dump into the valley, and you didn't like that. Did did you was it different than the Bowtech or was was this something that you could handle? Um, actually, I really like the way it felt. It it was probably the not really the hardest to draw back, but as far as weight goes, it was probably peak weight all the way through more than any of the other ones. Okay. And uh, at full draw, I mean, did it feel balanced in your hand? Um, at peak draw, I, I really liked it. It felt more balanced than a 30. Okay. And let's see if I can find what the, uh, the let off on it is. It's... I can't find what the let off on it is, but, um, probably as far as 75, draw, probably 75 to 80 if I had to guess. Yeah, um, I felt like I could hold it for an hour or so. It, it was, it wasn't a whole lot of weight. Whenever you're at full draw, and it it felt more balanced than the thirty. 
Okay. I guess because of the longer axle by axle. Right. Okay. So you shot a couple arrows out of it. How'd that feel? Um, they, like you were saying, just some seem to launch out of it. Um, I guess pretty much the, uh, the Bowtech and this on the power setting were same IVO, uh, but these seem to come out just absolutely scorching. Okay. So they say, so it just had that, um, uh, you know, that feel and, and it, it just felt like the arrows were hauling ass right out of that bow. Yeah. Okay. All right. And, um, so anything else you want to say about the turbo, uh, 33, the turbo defiant 33, uh, in regards to any, any of it, the, the draw cycle, the, the feel, the grip, anything you like or didn't like about it. I also like the grip. Um, really, I couldn't think of anything I, I didn't like about it. Uh, I was wanting to go with, um, a seven inch brace type, but at six, it, I, I didn't really feel that there was any um, forgiveness problems out of it. Okay. Now, what was the cost on the 33 Turbo? Uh, 33 Turbo was, uh, I believe it was, I should definitely remember this one. It was, uh, I think, 1250 1250 Okay. So, higher end, as far as everything else that you shot, it sounds like. Um, let's see here. So... You know, it goes without saying, I take it you purchased the 33 Turbo? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, did you have a budget going in to, to this? Was there, was there uh, a, like a range you were willing to purchase? Um, did you have, you know, I guess uh, um, a maximum no, honestly, going in? Um, honestly, uh, I had... Uh, about $2,000 saved up, and I was going to go buy a bow and get it all set up. So I really didn't have any budget and was just going to go shoot as many bows until I found what I liked the most. Okay. Um, so you shot these bows, and you mentioned the place that you um, the place that you went had tons of, tons of different bows. Now, the Bowtech, the Prime, the Elite, the Hoyts, was there – I mean, did this – um, place that you went and shot all these bows also have, you know, the Matthews, the Dartons, the Martins, you know, all those other bow companies as well? Uh, yeah, they did. Um, I've shot a handful of Matthews and just have really never cared for the way they feel. Okay. So I I, I elected not to uh, wear my shoulder out on stuff I knew I probably wasn't going to like. So. Gotcha. So, um, so basically you just... I mean, did you do any research before you went in uh, and said, okay, with all those bows that were there, you know, why did you decide Bowtech Prime Elite and Hoyt? Um, basically, yeah, those are the ones I researched the most. Um, I figured on the way down there it was going to be between uh, a 34 Defiant and uh, that Elite Impulse. Okay. But uh, the Bowtech and the um, the Prime were – kind of up there as far as curiosity and I've never shot either of those brands. So I figured I'd give those a shot. All right. Perfect. So you shot the, uh, the 33 turbo and that was the one you decided to, uh, to close the deal on. Um, did you also purchase new accessories like, uh, a, a, or, um, a sight and a rest? Um, I kept my rest, uh, was shooting a QAD and I ended up getting, uh, uh, Black Hill site. Okay. And um, went ahead and went with some incredibly heavy arrows. Um, the performance out of it with those arrows is, is just great. We ran it through a chrono, and they come right at 90 foot-pounds of energy on it. Okay. What was your IBO speed? Um, it's a 440-grain arrow, and I was shooting right at 300 feet a second. 300. Okay. That's going to kill a deer. Um what uh, what arrows, if you don't mind me asking, were you shooting? Um, I was originally wanting to get some of the uh, Black Eagle Spartans, but they didn't have any in stock. So um, we looked at some other ones, and I went with the uh, Gold Tip Kinetic Chaos. Okay. Uh, 300 spine. Gotcha. Yeah, we uh, we did a gold tip podcast. Um, if and if for the listeners, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that uh, 
gold tip interview, do it because uh, the guy who I give the inter- who does, gives the interview is uh, an encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to uh, arrows, flight, and all that stuff. It's uh, it's basically uh, uh, advanced arrow. Uh, class in college, so uh, that's a that's a must listen if you haven't already. But uh, so, how long have you had this bow now in this setup? Um, I've had it for about two months. Okay, two months. How's it performing? Is it living up to your expectations? Uh, are you happy with uh, the you know the the here and there adjustments? Yeah, I'm real happy with it. I've I've got it out to 80 yards so far, and it's proving great at that distance. So I'm I'm more than happy with it. Perfect. Perfect. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, yeah, so what you're going to have to do is when you go out and kill something this uh, this year with it, you're going to have to send me a picture, and I can uh, post it online and let everybody know that this uh, 33 Turbo uh, did its job. Yeah, I definitely will. Okay. Now, you also mentioned that uh, you also mentioned that you your wife went out and uh, – shot a whole bunch of, of bows too uh is she a big bow hunter like you uh yeah she she's been shooting an older bow for a while it's an old parker um pretty much we said her maximum distance is about 35 yards but okay. um she said she wanted to get something a little more powerful and she really wanted to go a little harder this year at it okay what did she uh what did she end up going with um she shot a um she shot an elite. I can't remember which one that was. I think an elite spirit. Yep. I can. I think she liked it okay. She definitely liked the back wall on it, but she really didn't care for the um, the draw cycle on it. Oh, okay. What uh, what is that? What she ended up going with, or did she go with something different? Uh, no, she ended up going with the um, the Botech Carbon Rose. Oh, okay. So. Did that bow perform differently than the bow that you shot too, or did she? Because I know that, um, like you mentioned with Matthews, I am not a fan of their draw cycle, but there's a lot of people out there who absolutely love it. So it's yeah. it's one of those, hey, I like this feel, I like this feel kind of thing. Um, so did was it similar to I mean I don't know if you drew it back or how she described it, but was it similar to what you felt on the BTX? Um, honestly, it wasn't. I, I've messed around with it quite a bit since she's gotten it, and the draw cycle on it it's um, it's definitely stiff at the front end. There's no there's no dips and valleys throughout the draw cycle on it. Okay, and uh, the let off on it's great. Nice. It also has a uh, lens stops on it rather than cable stops. Gotcha. All right, so she went with the Bowtech. You got the uh, you got the uh, thirty three Turbo Defiant from Hoyt. Sounds like you're ready to roll for this uh, this upcoming hunting season. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I tell you what, John. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate uh, the time and energy and uh, sharing all this info with us. Ah, uh, not a problem. Thank you. All right. Big thanks to John Henry for coming on the show and talking bows with us today. Um, seven bows, eight bows, whatever it is that he did there. Uh, a lot of information, and hopefully you guys found that informative uh, when it comes to maybe purchasing an X-Bow or, or starting the process anyway. Now, if you guys want to come on the show because you've uh, reviewed some products, whether it's a tree stand, some broadheads, some arrows, uh, anything that has to do with hunting, uh, backpacks, boots, anything, and uh, you were blown away or you maybe the product even underperformed and uh, you want to talk about some products that uh, you've used in the past that you like or you didn't like, and uh, we'll get you on the show and you can share that information and uh the good thing about this kind of podcast, it is 100% unbiased, meaning the bow reviews and the product reviews are done by quote unquote average Joes like yourself. Uh, so the more unbiased information we can get out there, the less that uh, the less research we we as hunters can do because we can say, hey, Joe Blow from Oklahoma said that this uh, this product was good and he was happy with it, so maybe I'll be happy with it. Or 
Joe Blow from Oklahoma says this product was dog crap and there is no way I'm going to purchase. And that's kind of what I want this to be about. I want this to be uh, free-flowing information about all types of hunting products. So number one, thanks John Henry for coming on the show. Number two, thank you guys for listening. And again, reach out to me if you want to do uh, a hunter profile podcast. Let's say you uh, had an exciting story about a deer hunt, bear hunt, elk hunt, mule deer hunt, snake hunt, rabbit hunt, anything, any type of cool story that you can share with me, whether it's uh, in the east, the south, the north, the west, uh, anything, all cool stories welcome. Uh, Last but not least, thank you very much to Exodus Trail Cameras for uh, supporting the show. If you guys want to find out more information about Exodus Outdoor Gear, visit exodusoutdoorgear.com. I strongly suggest you do that. And last but not least, if you guys want to find out more information, visit me on Facebook, The Nine Finger Chronicles on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go to iTunes, leave a nice little review if you like it, if you don't like it, whatever. And uh, yeah, there you have it. So in the meantime, while you guys are out hunting, whenever your season starts or, you know, here pretty soon we're going to be setting up tree stands, make sure you wear your damn safety harness.